Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Mojo Market Report here on a Thursday as we start week number eight. Believe it or not, we're here. It is Dave Sturgio. It is Chris Gucci. And, of course, A5 Anthony behind the glass from Chop Studios. We got ourselves a very fun show today. Obviously, we're getting to Thursday Night Football at the end of our show uh, because we finally have an intriguing matchup, you would say. I would, you know, All the matchups that have come up, we've all, we've all downplayed them and how bad they're going to be and how bad the football teams are. But you got Tom Brady coming off. An ugly loss. You got Lamar Jackson trying to earn himself a payday. So we'll get into all that on guys you should invest in tonight, especially because there are multipliers available. Uh, when you get those emails, you don't even have to wait for the emails right now. Go on the app right now and go check out which multipliers are available for which players. But before we get there, we want to do something that we I kind of poached from the Mojo social media over on the Twitter. I saw a lot of debate, and I think there was an Instagram reel about it too with, with Sporty Jordy. And I saw that they were debating between uh, positions of oh, oh, guys you would invest in right now. Who, who would you rather, right? So we're going to play a little game called this guy or that guy. So because we, we've done this before in, in some regard of saying like, you know, uh, buy, sell, or hold, or whatever we were doing. We were doing a uh, pass, cash, or dash, or something to that effect. Yeah, it was buy, sell, hold. No, it was or something it was, cash. Uh, long, short, or... Whatever the case may be. Way. Either way, today we're playing this guy or that guy. So they started with the conversation, and we'll start the conversation right now with Daniel Jones or Zach Wilson. So obviously both quarterbacks of New York, uh, the New York football teams, New Jersey, um, you know, are... Playing well. Uh, the Giants are sitting at 6-1. and one. Uh, The Jets are sitting at 5-2. and two. Both are playing very, very good football, complimentary football, both sides of the ball. But when it comes to the mojo market, Chris, you don't know any of my selections here. So I, 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 I did want to spark this on you. I, I wanted to, at least we know the guys are going to be debating, but we don't know which guy we would invest in. You already took $1,000 of my money. And uh, smart investments. We're I'm, doing well. Oh, we're doing well. We are doing well. Um, so now you're not taking any of my money. Now this is your money. When it comes to um, Daniel Jones or Zach Wilson, right now the bank value is clear that it's not much for Zach Wilson, clearly because of the fact that he's only played one year, got injured, got injured again this year. So the the experience factor has to go to DJ. Now, when yeah, I'm, I'm allowed to call him DJ, by the way. <laughs> I've talked good about him for weeks now, so I might as well get him on a uh, nickname basis. But when it comes to these guys, their share prices are very similar. And believe it or not, Zach Wilson is higher. Why? I would say expectations. I would say uh, basically the projections are showing that he's younger. He's got, you know, a little bit more talent as far as the intangibles, I think. But if I'm looking at right now, season stats and uh, everything aside, this is their last, their last 24 hours. So the movement is clear um, that Zach Wilson trending down a little bit. Daniel Jones staying pat of where he's at. Now, if you're looking for, uh, for year-long stats – Daniel Jones is thrown for 1,200 yards. Uh, Zach Wilson only 693. Again, he was hurt for a couple uh, a couple games. Daniel Jones, six touchdowns, two interceptions. The rushing attempts is what differentiates the two of these guys, where Daniel Jones has decided, I'm going to play Josh Allen 2.0 and try to use his legs. So I ask you, Chris, who are you investing in right now and why? This is a tough one, but 
as I broke it down, I'm, I can't find any reason why I would invest in a Zach Wilson right now over a Daniel Jones. I think Zach Wilson has decent long-term value going forward, but I think it's gonna, there's going to be a little bit of regression. Not much for Zach Wilson because he hasn't done much, mm. but for the Jets' offense in general. They just lost Elijah Vera Tucker yes. for the season, mm-hmm. and they just lost Brees Hall for the season. So it's a new-look Jets' offense. We're not going to know what they're all about. And their offensive line has been gelling a little bit, playing better as of late. That's going to take a, ma- a massive hit. Um, and I also think that because Daniel Jones is in his contract year mm-hmm. and he's playing well, you got to imagine that if you look at the NFC right now, the Giants really, really have to have an epic collapse. And I know it's possible, but they would have to have an epic collapse not to be in playoff contention. A few wins down the stretch in this Giant team, you got to think, if they lose five in a row right now, they're, six, they're 500 in the playoff hunt still at 6-6. Six and six. So the Giants have... They're in a good spot. They set themselves up, yeah. If Daniel Jones gets that second contract, you're going to see a massive spike in his projected value going forward, his market, his mojo market projection, I should say. And for that reason, I think there's going to be a significant uptick in a Daniel Jones way sooner than you might see for a Zach Wilson. I agree. I think Zach Wilson down the line could be in a very similar position that Daniel Jones is in now where – Fifth year option. Fifth year like, option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe when we're talking about Zach Wilson contract time, we could reassess the Zach Wilson situation. And but right now, what, I need to see a little bit more. And you got to see what the Jets do in the next couple of years. Daniel yeah. Jones, at the same time, because he has the bank value and he's lower, he's less risky. It's it's to me it's a no brainer. It's it's Daniel Jones, and I'm not even that high on Daniel Jones. I talked so bad about him last <laughs> week. But when we're talking about Mojo Market and which one I think is going to move up sooner and more. It's definitely Daniel Jones. I happen to agree with you. So we're one for one. Daniel Jones, to me, has himself in a better situation right now. Now, I know the the receivers over there are are less talented than the ones in uh, with the Jets, right? So that's fine. He's made do with less, right? And he's got a Saquon Barkley, whereas, you know, uh, it's it's the Michael Carter show now, in, in, and now they traded James for James Robinson. Robinson. Right, so th- things are going to look different. But the, re- the main reason why, and this is not a knock on either coach, but... Let's be honest. Brian Dayball is an offensive-minded coach. He's helped Josh Allen grow. When you, co- when you look at Robert Sala, he's a defensive-minded coach. He He's kind of like the reins are off. Yes, he's responsible for the head coach. I go- will say this. Uh, Mike LaFleur is the o- OC That's in, your boys for the Jets, and he is, I think he's doing a wonderful he job. He is doing so. a wonderful job. But to me, coaching matters big time. That's why I'm going with Daniel Jones here. Uh, I think, like you just said, once he gets that contract, things are going to pick up. I can predict right now that you know, I know it's a $5 difference, about a $5 difference right now. Before the end of this season, I think we might see a little even out there. I, I, I know it's a massive spike, but if the Giants keep playing the way they're playing, I don't see why that wouldn't happen. It's, it's not. I mean, when we're talking about a massive spike and them being even, I think Daniel Jones might pass him soon. Because That's I what think, I'm saying. Yeah. I think the Giants are in a really good spot to win some more football games. Mm-hmm. Look at their upcoming schedule. Yeah. The Jets, I wouldn't say that they're not in a good spot, but they do still have Buffalo twice. Yes. Right? So that's not a good Patriots sign. Patriots coming forward. up this Sunday. The Patriots coming up this Sunday, which I know the Patriots are, that's a tough spot for the Jets right now. I'm telling you, that's going to be a tough game for the, Mac Jones is starting, by the way. Did you see that news? We'll see how it goes. We'll see. No, no, it's official. No, no, we'll see how it goes. I got the update. I, I listen. I got the update too. And then he had a press conference. He says, "We'll see how of it goes." Course, of <laughs> so, it, so close anyway. to the vest, Bill. Where I get were it, man. we? Oh yeah. Um, where were we? <laughs> Daniel Jones and Zach Wilson. So we both con- conceded and agreed that it's Daniel Jones, right? Yes, yes, right, it's cool. Daniel Jones. That was funny. I did really actually forget where we were. <laughs> it's, it's only Thursday. Uh, all right, moving on. Same team, Z, right? Same comparison. We were talking about Zach Wilson. We were talking about Daniel Jones. Now we're talking about Wondell Robinson. We're talking about Elijah Moore. Now, clearly, the news 
has been surrounding with Elijah Moore lately. So that's no bueno on the news because of the fact that he, you know, it, it boggles my mind. The Jets go four and two, and he's disgruntled. <laughs> it's like if you're zero and six and you're not getting the ball, I can see you. Know, I'm like, come on, you know. But this, like, geez, like uh, enough. As and, we're and talking the- about this, I, I think that there's something to be said about Zach Wilson in this situation. I think that there's more or less. I, I but I they had such a rapport last year. My guy, the the prop beaver, AJ Bascone. He he gave me a bit of information. He's a Jets fan and he's a you know major into the handicapping and things like that. He said eighty percent of uh, Zach Wilson's passes are to the right. Eighty percent. That's a lot. Interesting, right? So eighty percent of his targets are to the right. And guess where Elijah Moore's been lining up? Ah, uh, the left. The left. So <laughs> it's not Just, that. By the way, there's only two sides. I don't think it's <laughs> so. a coaching thing. I think it's a quarterback thing. All right. So is that is that the reason why you're in on Wandell over Elijah? Uh, uh, yeah, Elijah I, I Moore. I think I have to be because. I think there's room for growth for the same reason, but almost in on the flip side of it, we're like Elijah Moore is the better talent, mm. and he's supposed to be in a better situation because he's a better talent across a number. Of, I wouldn't say a true number one, but Garrett Wilson's on his way to being a legitimate receiver Absolutely. in this league. So they have some weapons over there in New York. The Giants receivers right now they're just dying for somebody to step up, and this kid's been hurt. Correct, Wandell. Yeah, yeah, he's a little been banged in and out up. of the lineup. So. They're looking for somebody to step up, and why not Wandale? I think that the Giants, it's a safe uh, position for him because he's a slot receiver. So, you know, Daniel Jones doesn't like to air it out. I think it's a good spot, and I, I like Wandale in this spot. $5 100%. cheaper. I see a now, regression for the Jets' offense. That's the thing. Okay. I, I'm not in on almost any Jet except my. Not Carter. good because three weeks ago we're like, I'm in on every Jet. <laughs> like, well, I mean, the things truth. change. It's the, it's the NFL. And the, it's the, the market. offensive line, really, really, that's the, the main thing. When you Brees take Hall, losing Brees Hall is fine. It's the offensive line is really, I really tough. I wholeheartedly agree. I, there's been so many seasons where nothing functions without an offensive line. If you take a look at their 24-hour numbers uh, with these guys. Obviously, Wandell on the uptick because of the fact that, yes, he's healthy, and B, there's nobody else. (laughs) Like, he's really the only guy. Elijah Moore on the uptick as well because of the fact that he's back with the team, he's practicing with the team. So if you're making an investment right now, Chris, we're two for two. I'm going Wandell Robinson here because of the fact that, again, coaching matters. I feel like the 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 more situation, there's a little bit more to that. No pun. Um, I guess there's a pun there. But, um, it's it's alarming to me that a player would would step out like that and complain like that. And I and look, I'm not questioning the guy's character at all. I'm just saying that it's not a good situation, not a good look. So yeah. I'm in on Wandell. Personality traits aside, I think Wandell Robinson has himself a better quarterback, a better offensive game plan, and somebody that will get him the ball. All right, we'll get him the ball once healthy. Wandell Robinson might take off. All right. So now we chose our own. Yeah, those two debates were on the Mojo social medias. So now we went off and chose one position, uh, one, one, uh, one one battle per position. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you like that? Nice little recovery there. Um, so we start at the head, right? The quarterbacks. Two guys that we're really, really excited about, and that's Lamar Jackson, who's, by the way, playing tonight, and Jalen Hurts. Now, I've made most of my money so far because of my multipliers on Jalen Hurts. He's had himself a heck of a season. He's going... Um, He's 123 for 184. That's a very good completion percentage. 66.8. That's not bad. 1,500 yards, six touchdowns, two picks. On the ground, he's almost got 300 yards rushing. Okay? So you're like, oh, wow, what a runner, right? But then you think about, all right, well, Lamar Jackson is is writing the book on on running quarterbacks. Lamar's got half a grand going. He's got 500 yards on the ground, 1,300 through the air, 13 touchdowns to six interceptions. I'll leave this one up to you first. I think there might be a little there might be our first discrepancy here. But who are you investing in long term right now? Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson? 
Now, I think Lamar Jackson is in a tougher spot um, in terms of like his ability to put up numbers right now. I think Philly is clearly going to just roll this season on offense. They're making. They're going to go ten. And they 0. might even make the move for <laughs> Kareem Hunt. We're talking. They're talking about. There's, oh God! Philly is in on almost every decent player, let alone star player. They just traded point, for Robert Quinn deadline. yesterday. So Philly is all in. And I think there could be even more opportunity for Jalen Hurts for this season. I think this season-wise, I have to say Jalen Hurts is definitely going to see more banked value in his mojo portfolio or in his um, share price. But I do think Lamar is going to get a massive deal after this season. And when we're talking about a massive deal, security. guaranteed money, security, I think that is what we got to talk about here with Lamar. And I, for that reason, I'm picking Lamar, Ooh, but okay. that reason only. Because of the, the contract is definitely imminent. Both these players are star caliber players. Lamar's got an MVP under his belt. Jalen Hurts might very well win MVP this season. You know, out, Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. I think it's a three-way Michael race. Michael Parsons. Yeah. Settle down. <laughs> um, I, listen, this is our first discrepancy. I said Jalen Hurts because of the fact that there's a future in flux right now with Lamar Jackson. Everybody and their mother is saying he's going to get his, including his mother, well, who might be his agent. Well, well here's the thing. The very the only thing that could t I guess hurt that would be a franchise tag, but I don't think Lamar is going to play under that. That could hurt. You're right. So there is a little bit. There's of a little. That's what I'm saying. So Lamar's let, let the deal, season bro. play out. It's like either this. It's like let the season play out, or know what you have right now. And I know what I have right now in Jalen Hurts, and he's absolutely balling right now. So that kid is a star in this league. He's got the weapons. He's got the the front office that continue to add weapons. Both sides of the ball. The Eagles are in on it. It makes me. Utterly sick to it's even a say tough that. One though, it is that that is probably the toughest one. I think Actually, Lamar getting the is... contract is the, the main reason, yeah. but it's really hard. I I think Jalen, this is a toss up. I probably would invest in both of these players, but I'm not looking to invest long term on Lamar. I'm just looking to invest until he gets his deal. And, and I do think that Baltimore, and then yeah, I think yeah. Baltimore is going to pay him though. I mean, how could they not? And if they don't pay him, you would think they don't pay him. They will cause a media firestorm if they franchise tag Lamar and he's unhappy about it. Yeah, and if you look at their twenty four hours, just to give you an idea as to where they're going here, um, the share prices are are what they are. It's a seventeen dollar upswing for Lamar Jackson. So the bargain you're getting is Jalen Hurts. Um, but they're both, look, they're both in the green, they're both doing well, and they're both MVP caliber players. So this is a, a tougher one to debate, but I think ultimately you're going with Lamar because of the contract. I'm going with uh, Jalen because of the contract. It's kind of kind of funny how we both um, yeah, I cited just, that I as our I think Lamar's going to get paid or traded. I don't think he's going to have to play under the franchise tag. Damn. Yesterday or two days ago you are saying – Jacob's getting traded now. Lamar's getting traded. Well, yeah, and the quarterbacks get traded. When you imagine if one of these things actually hit. If they don't want to pay him the guaranteed money, and it's going to cause more issues to to franchise tag him because he says I'm not going to play. And they got to tag him and then it. trade him. They can't just trade him as a free agent. Well, of course. Yeah, yeah. That's how it works. It's Thanks, the rules, buddy. Hey, no problem. I appreciate we're, it. I'm here for you. All right, moving on to the wide receivers. This one's interesting. We decided to come up with Michael Pittman Jr. of the Indianapolis Colts or newly trillionaire Christian Kirk of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now. When you look at these guys, uh, they're in completely different situations. However, same division. Um, right now, the targets, very similar. Pittman, 61. Kirk, 54. The receptions, not so similar. Twelve. Uh, Michael Pittman's got 12 more. The yards, he's got about 50 more. But Kirk has seen pay dirt four times. The situations are completely different because of the quarterback situation. We just talked about a quarterback situation uh, for the other receivers when we are talking about Moore and Wondell Robinson. I talk about this as being Sam Ellinger's first start coming up. Or, obviously, uh, Sunshine over there, Trevor Lawrence, right? So, who are you investing in and why? 
This guy or that guy. I haven't said that yet. <laughs> this is the segment name. This is another hard one. I did a really good job picking these guys out. To, uh, yeah, you to made debate. it really, really difficult on a Thursday morning. Really appreciate you. Really, I, I, I'm a little hesitant going in on Kirk because he just got the deal, right? So mm-hmm. there isn't going to be an uptick. He, he reset the bar in terms of his market projections. I think. Um, I'm not sure, but I think Michael Pittman is still on his rookie deal, and I think he's working for a contract. Yeah, he's only on his third year, so yeah. So yeah, Michael Pittman is work, working for some money. Christian Kirk already got there. Christian Kirk already has a little bit more bank value, mm-hmm. but that Jaguars offense, I know that they I know that they had a, a rough goal of it last year with the Urban Meyer debacle, but outside of a couple games this season, they really haven't shown me much either. Uh, they got held to no touchdowns at home against the Texans. Christian Kirk... He's been a part of all those games, you know, at least the ones this season. You ready for this stat? Sure. I think it's the Jaguars are 1-11 and in games. This it might not be the exact number. This is a stat that I saw on social media yesterday. 1-11 and in games that, where the defense did not hold the opponent under 11 points. So under Trevor Lawrence, they, they just don't win so you games. you 13, you win? Yeah, like 12 is, the, 12 is the magic number when you play the Jaguars. Wow. Okay. When I hear stats like that, I'm hesitant to get in on any offensive player from that team. Um, Michael Pittman on the on the other side, they're, they're just doing nothing offensively. He is their only guy outside of Jonathan Taylor. I do like Alec Pierce, but... Oh, Pierce is your see, guy. <laughs> I know, but... The Colts' offense is yeah, they're, really bad. They're puttering out, yeah. It's an abomination right now. Sam Ellinger, I mean, he might come in and, and make some plays in a Taylor Heineke fashion, but he's not going to take the league by storm. I don't anticipate that happening. Um, but I'm still going to go with Pittman because of the, the same deal. Like I think the contract is imminent, and I like the size. He's 6'5". He's a big target. I think he's going to fit in well no matter where he goes. For the for the coming years, and I think Indianapolis is probably going to pay him a nice contract after this season. So I'm going to go with Pittman. I'm all about the guy who has the consistency right now, and right now Trevor Lawrence is better than anything the Colts are throwing out there, including when Matt Ryan was out there. Uh, I'm going to go with Christian Kirk here for that reason. Uh, he did get paid, so it's typically like the the mo is like, oh, I got paid, so now he's not going to try as hard and stuff like that. But the Jaguars are on the come up, man, and and, and you know we'll we'll talk about another position player right after this. Um, with with this team, and I think that for that reason, the coaching too. Frank Reich seems to be in a little bit of disarray right now, and and again, they're going to feed Pittman. He's going to get a lot of balls thrown his way by Sam, who's going to be looking for that underneath the quick stuff because he's not going to know what to do with it, right? And he's actually a mobile quarterback too, so you can actually kind of see him on the run. But for consistency basis, and if you look at their 24-hour numbers right now, the way I see it is Christian Kirk, you buy the dip. You know what I mean? Like he's not looking – as good and prominent as a Michael Pittman Jr., their price is literally identical. Um, one guy moved one cent, the other guy moved another cent. So it's like up one, up down. So I'm I'm all in right now on Christian Kirk over Michael Pittman Jr. However, big, big fan of Michael Pittman Jr. going forward. I just think the the um, the consistency isn't there yet for Pittman for me to invest. This is going to be a funny one. Yeah, this one's, this one's good uh, because we talked about both of these guys it, at length. Um, within the last couple of weeks, just because of their usage and what they've done, and and they're technically technically both rookies. Uh, Travis Etienne missed his entire season last year. He's going head to head in this uh, debate, this guy or that guy, with a Kenneth Walker the third. Now, Kenneth Walker the third is taking the league by storm a little bit. If you're in fantasy, yeah, he might win you a league because he's just getting a lot of volume over there in uh, in Seattle. And you know, Pete Carroll loves to run the football. Sixty seven rushes. To Travis at the end, he's 68. So the volume is absolutely right there. Ready for this? Kenneth Walker, 410. At the end, 415. So it is, it is neck and neck. 
The difference, Kenneth Walker has seen the end zone four times as, as Etienne only sees it once. I'll leave it to you right now. Settle this debate. Who am I investing in long term? This is a very good one. I wonder who did these. Oh, so Kenneth Walker, he's got a lot of yards this season, and it's all come in the last two and a half games. He's been killing it. The usage is really good getting handoffs, but he's not getting many receptions. And I think that he already kind of realized his market value. Not, I shouldn't say it that way, meaning his floor is set, mm-hmm. essentially. They um, both are. Or the expectations are set. Because when you come into the league, you have a certain expectation. And then depending on your play, it either rises or falls, and the new bar is set. Right now, Kenneth Walker reset his bar. Travis Etienne is still lower than the price that he entered the league at. That's right? interesting. That's it. To me, I feel like there's still room for growth. The market hasn't caught on just quite yet. And he's and like the guy now. James Robinson was just traded, and he was held out of a game. So it was like they clearly see Travis Etienne as the guy going forward. And the thing that jumps out to me the most is the 23 targets, 14 catches, to the 10 targets and 8 receptions for Kenneth Walker. Travis Etienne is a little bit more of a complete back, and I think for that reason he stays on the field sometimes on third down. Right now, the Jaguars really believe in Etienne. He looks fully cleaned up and removed from that um, knee injury that he suffered a year ago. Um, bounced back really fast from that because you've seen guys like Saquon take a couple years to yeah. really get their footing together. Uh, Travis Etienne, I know I just said I would have a hard time investing in any Jaguar based on those stats that I just saw. Just rewind. But <laughs> I'm going to f- put egg on my own face on this one, and I'm definitely going to pick Travis Etienne here, not because I don't buy in on Kenneth Walker III because I think he's one of the, he's a stud, right? Brees Hall, Kenneth, like the NFL running backs this year, it's like the receivers were last he's year. He's odds-on favorite to win rookie of the year right now. Yeah, he, I mean, Travis Etienne might have something to say about that Ooh. in a couple weeks. <laughs> And um, they're both going to be guys that you want to keep your eye on going forward. At the end of this season, going into next year, they're both going to be first-round draft picks in fantasy football, sure all are. those things. So I would say invest in both of them now. But if you had to pick one, Travis Etienne, because the pass-catching ability and the fact that he's he's still not even at the value that he entered the league at, to me, I think that's a steal. Of a, it's just like it's that's crazy to me. Get in on Travis Etienne now. Okay. The reason why I'm taking Kenneth Walker to third here is because of the following. When I look at both teams as a whole, I see Doug Peterson as the coach of the Jaguars, very pass-heavy, quarterback-driven, throw the ball a lot. While I know the targets and the rushes, a rushing attempt is very similar, um, I think that they'll focus more on the passing game going forward. And leave it up to the Jaguars to probably draft another running back next year. Every year, they, <laughs> they seem to be drafting more running backs, which makes it a crowded room. Now, you look at Kenneth Walker to third. He gets his opportunity because Rashad Penny, who we knew who Rashad Penny was coming into the season, almost like a, a stopgap. We all knew Kenneth Walker was going to be the guy eventually. It just so happened to have happened earlier, right? But now you look at the, the rest of that room. DJ Dallas, I think Homer is still there. Like, there, it, it is crowded, but they're better quality backs to give Kenneth Walker the blows that he needs, that he's going to need going forward. Where if you look at the Jacksonville Jaguars, if Etienne is the guy, is he the only guy? I mean, yes, there's probably a depth chart. And I'm sure there's plenty of running backs behind him. But what I think is the running back rooms is why I'm going with Kenneth Walker. I think they takes the load off of Kenneth Walker and the boom splash plays that Kenneth Walker that could provide is because of the fresh legs.
That's the only reason why I'll say that. I'm curious Again. to know. That's actually you bring up a good point. I'm, I'm I do that just sometimes. I'm interested to know who the the new backup running back is in Jacksonville. I didn't look at their depth chart there. I'll pull it up for you. Keep talking. <laughs> really, James Robinson. He had no. They they didn't really have to pay him too much money. They didn't get much value back in the trade. Usually, when that happens, it's because they have somebody that they really believe in that is behind a little him? bit lesser behind them. Right. Yeah. So there's there's a chance that there's some talent in the Jacksonville oh. backfield that we're oh. not aware of. Oh yeah, we have a we have a familiar face uh, that everybody knows. It's Jermichael Hasty from the 49ers. Okay. So I mean like we know who that guy is and behind him is Snoop Connor. So Snoop Connor is the guy that we're probably <laughs> looking at here because we know what Jermichael Hasty is. Got love to I mean, Snoop. That's great. Um anyway, let's move on to our final one. Um and that is Dalton Schultz and Pratt Pratt. Pratt. Pat Fryer. Wow, can I do this today? Pat Fryermuth of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, Dalton Schultz is my guy, right? I'm a Cowboy guy. Everybody knows that. Uh, it's it's pretty apparent. Um, I'll just start off by saying I'm not picking Dalton Schultz because of the fact of this. Fryermuth, in, in Pittsburgh fashion, for years, every time, what was his name? Heath Miller. Heath Miller. Every time Heath Miller got the ball, Heath, right? The entire crowd. They invest in one tight end for the rest of their lives until he's expired. So that's why I think Fryermuth is the next guy because they do the move every time he no, gets no, the no. ball. That's Heath. They still do. No, it. they still do. They're just trying to change it. I've insanity. been listening to. It's I know. Hilarious. It's 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 great because actually no, it was everybody before they got Fryermuth. No matter who caught the ball as a tight end on the, on the Steelers, they were Heath. I'm like that is amazing, great on the Pittsburgh fan base. But what I will say is Muth is the new guy. Dalton Schultz. Right now, on a franchise tag, and he just so happens to be in a very crowded room uh, with the tight ends. They got Jake Ferguson making moves the other day. We got uh, Peyton Hendershot catches Dak Prescott's first touchdown of 2022. You got uh, my guy Sean McEwen, friend of mine. You know, like I I'm looking at these guys where the rooms are, are deep in Dallas. The expendability, meaning Schultz might not be back, and the future's in flux. Mooth is going to have a statue made for him before he's out of there. So that's yeah. why I'm all in on Friday. I don't right I don't think Dallas wants to get rid of Dalton Schultz. No, I don't think so but either. But if you look at their their finances a little bit, I think that they're not really going to have They must have a choice. bad contract or two. They probably have a bad contract or two, but they're not going to have a choice uh, if they if they keep Dalton Schultz around, they're going to have to move things around and it's going to affect them. I just don't think he's that player. He's not a needle mover where you're going to adjust your future plans for for a Dalton Schultz. Mm. Uh, you're right. Pat Frymuth is going to be the Steelers' tight end for the next 12 years. Right? There's no question <laughs> no matter about what. it. He's going to have his 65 catches. He's going to be a red zone target. He'll just, end up having a career year somewhere in there down the line. But he's going to be very consistent. And when the contract time comes up for Pat Frymuth, mm -hmm. there's not going to be a franchise tag. And you can opinion. see in the 24 it's hours. It's going to be a paid contract right away. The 24 hours right now, Dalton Schultz obviously down because of the fact of everything I just said. Like, And look, he's been banged up. He's got a PCL thing going on. Frymuth on the uptick with a young quarterback who, again, the jury's not like it's still out on 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 uh Kenny Pickett. Dak Prescott, we know he likes to throw it to the tight end. We know that his relationship with Dalton Schultz is good. But again, we just don't know how long he's going to yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. So it's a it's a little bit more of an influx thing. So I think Dak and I feel less. bad actually. I, I would say I feel bad for the next the actual next tight end of the Steelers, whoever that is, because you're now Muth, no matter what. It could be Smith, and he'll be Muth every time. Um, all right. We have one game to talk about real quick, and it is Thursday night football, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and that is between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and of course the Baltimore Ravens. Now 
when you look at both of these teams, you're finally getting a good matchup. You're looking at it like, ooh, this is fun. You know, like this might be a good matchup. Maybe, sort of. It's been tough sledding for it's Tom Brady, man. because on paper, you look at the ne- the team names, and if this was week zero, we'd be like, wow, this is going to be an insane, I can't believe they scheduled insane matchup this. Right. on a Thursday night. But really, both these teams are kind of sputtering right now. Baltimore won last week. Tampa Bay is, yes, Tampa Baltimore Bay's. Baltimore won, but really, they got help from the refs at the end, and they almost lost to Cleveland. True story. Very close to losing that game. Who are, you watching? That Who are game. you watching in this game? Who are you watching for? I mean, we have... We're, we're not. We're not watching a game. <laughs> no, you know, I mean, definitely not Tom Brady. I talked about Lamar, and I think he's going to get his contract. But when we talk about the games, we're talking about game, how it's going to go down tonight. Um, I think that Tampa Bay has to be committed to running the football. So Fournette should see a lot of carries in this. There's a little bit of a, a spike in his Rashad, Rashad White. White know, you know, so I know if we were talking about long term, I would be like, yeah, Rashad White. Rashad White took a lot of carries away from Leonard Fournette last week, and I know that Tampa Bay was hard role, for them to get his going. His role is increasing week by week, and I actually just got an update from one of my fantasy apps that you know he's going to see an uptick again this week. He should see more, but I also saw that they're. An article talking about how Fournette's going to get more more touches. So that means to me there's they're only just so gonna, many touches to go around. They're going to be committed to running the football. Tampa Bay's had issues on their offensive line. The best way to fix an offensive line problem is to say, "Hey guys, we're going to run the ball. Let you guys have some fun today." Come on, offensive big boys. linemen love running the ball. Do your thing. Um, Baltimore's defense has been shaky this season at best. You would think that they're good at stopping the run. They're not really good at stopping the run. Their pass defense has been abysmal, but they've had injuries. They're starting to get a little healthy. I expect this game to not be too much offense, honestly. Tampa wait, Bay's, wait, wait, wait. Take the under on a Thursday night? I know, crazy. <laughs> like, get out of here. Tampa Bay's defense, I think, is against um, Lamar Jackson is the great matchup because the speed of the linebackers and Lamar Jackson, yeah, we I'm all know he talked about his 500 yards. So that's the matchup I'm looking for most. Um, don't expect anything from the, the Baltimore Ravens' backfield. Um, I don't expect anything out of maybe a Mark Andrews. Not You're not in on a Kenyon Drake? One I'm more not, go? I, no? I'm absolutely not. Not against Tampa Bay. Look, Tampa Little right Justice now. Justice Hill action. <laughs> everybody's essentially writing Tom Brady. Gus Bus. What about Gus Bus? And Tampa Bay off, right? And yeah. rightfully so, they haven't played well. But look where they're at in their division. Tampa Bay's going to win that division. There's no question about it. They're, th- what are they, three and four? Yeah. Three and four with the <laughs> the Saints, the Falcons, and the Panthers. So Tampa Bay is going to be in it. This is a huge game for them. Huge game. Actually, a huge game for both teams. But I like Tampa, Tampa Bay needs it more, I think. I think Tampa needs it a little bit more. And I think that their defense is the best unit on the field. So I expect not much offense. And if I'm going to invest in anybody, I think it's going to be Leonard Fournette. All right. I am in on a Chris Godwin. I don't, I'm not sold on the on the secondary of the Baltimore Ravens. Give me a big Chris Godwin night. I got a feeling there. And Tom Brady, look, you know nobody wants to prove everybody wrong more than Tom Brady. So just... Keep your eyes on Tom Brady in prime time. The lights are on. Guy's going to ball out. It's Tom Brady after all. How many weeks in a row could we say like, ooh, that and, and doesn't look If you've good. been listening for the past couple shows, then you would know that if I said to invest in Leonard Fournette, then you should probably also handcuff that and, and invest in Rashad White because Bang. we talked about his uptick in usage yeah. over the last couple games. So he has standalone value as, it's, as it is. And if Leonard Fournette gets hurt, we all know who the guy is going to be in Tampa Bay. And it actually might be of a benefit and also, I think Fournette's in his contract year. He only signed a one-year One year, year, I believe so. Yeah, so that'll so, be interesting. Shaw White might be the starter. Get in on that. Next so year. we want to thank you guys for joining us here on a Thursday. We hope that you enjoy the football. Obviously, there's many, many ways you can be following Mojo right now. You can head on over to mojo.com. Go follow us there. Uh, obviously, every day their blogging is incredible. 
in-depth analysis you'll see right here on my trusty dusty little computer that is mojo.com what it looks like um and then of course Follow us on social media where you can hit us up at Mojo on Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok. Also, join the Discord. I know there's going to be heavy debate tonight, heavy discussion tonight on guys you might be going long on, who you're shorting tonight. So all that discussion is over there on the Discord. And, of course, if you sign up now, they're going to give you a little something-something to get you started. So get on over there and do it. So for Dave Sergio and, of course, Chris Gucci, this has been another episode of the Mojo Market Report. We'll see you guys back here on a football Friday, it's time to choose some games to talk about. I'm excited. Week 8, baby. Let's do it. He hit the confetti. Oh, boy. <laughs> Fuck you guys alone.